0: Your top performers want a seat at the table. What they really want is to simply have a voice. If you're in a leadership position and have an opportunity to invite an emerging leader to share their insight to any challenging problem, I encourage you to take that responsibility seriously. Remind yourself that someone somewhere did the same for you. Hi, everyone. This is Jim Riviello, and I want to welcome you to the Getting Results Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here, so let's get started. Results matter. In fact, we're paid to get results. So the big question is this, how do business leaders like us, who really want to do the right thing and make a difference, how do they get results? How do they effectively lead others in the face of adversity, and how do they find the strength and courage to role model the behavior they want to see in others? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Jim Riviello, and welcome to Getting Results. Hey everyone, this is Riv. And in this episode, I want to talk about high performers and actually giving them a seat at the table. This episode is for both leaders who already have a seat at the table and those who want a seat at the table. I assume many of you have heard that expression, having a seat at the table. If not, let me explain. The quote table is often used to describe those individuals inside a company course, setting the strategic direction and making key decisions about the go-forward strategy. In many businesses, those who are considered to have a seat at the table are on the executive leadership team. The question and the reason I'm doing this podcast is the question I get most often when I coach an emerging leader is, how can I get a seat at the table? Riv, what do I got to do to emerge, to grow my leadership so I get a seat at the table? My first response when I get that kind of question is always typically, well why, right? Why do you want to see the table in the first place? Why do you want to see the table so bad? And then after I listen to their their answers, I usually remind everybody that it's probably not as glorious as you think, right? Anybody who's been there probably can understand and appreciate that. But the more I unpack their desire at a deeper level, I usually discover that what they really want is to simply be included some of the key decisions and provide input regarding the go-forward strategy. See, for many, this mysterious seat at the table is just an opportunity to contribute at a larger scale. Unfortunately, many senior-level executives are quick to dismiss this desire, despite the overwhelming list of things they need to accomplish and sort through. In fact, many senior leaders feel as if they have to figure out everything themselves, Some even wonder, like, you know, hey, does anybody care as much as I do? And others feel like they're sacrificing too much. Does this sound familiar, right? And I want to bust this, right? I want to bust this myth that it's a weakness to ask for help. The I-have-to-do-it-myself false belief that everybody has prevents progress. That's the truth, right? Too much is changing too fast for any one of us to have all the answers. Now more than ever. We need to lean on our top performers for ideas and thought leadership. So here's a suggestion. I want to put this out there because why don't we begin to redefine what it means to, quote, have a seat at the table? I mean, seriously, think about that for a second. Nowhere is it written that a seat at the table has to be reserved just for senior executives. Your high performers are not asking when you hear them say, I want to seat at the table, they're not actually asking for an executive position. Instead, what they're doing, is it's, it's a cry for help, right? It's like they simply want to help the company creatively find new ways to innovate, especially right now when we're all trying to adapt to a virtual world and we're all trying to creatively steer ourselves out of this pandemic, right? This is where they're like, hey, maybe I can help. Put me in, coach, right? I have some ideas. I want to help us get better. I want to help us navigate through this. Your high performers simply want to have a voice. They want to contribute more. Yet oftentimes, they don't know exactly how to insert themselves or how to do that, and it's it's uncomfortable for many of them. So the easiest way that I can recommend that you give a voice to those on your team is to just simply begin to swallow your pride and invite those top performers into the process as co-creators, right? And I've been encouraging a lot of people I talk to lately to have co-creation sessions. Right now, we really need to lean on each other's ideas and thought leadership and brainstorm and bounce things off to to answer the question, what are we going to do? Start by simply bouncing your ideas off of them, right? Right? Just this type of collaboration invites even better ideas, right? You can pull others on your team closer just by simply asking their opinion. When when you ask a question, questions have a way of sending a message that you value what others think. Giving your high performers a voice makes them feel connected. And having a voice is something that really matters to them. When I bring up this idea, of having a co-creation session with a lot of companies that I'm working with, many senior executives always ask me, well, who should I include in this type of brainstorm? And it's a fair question, right? And like, where do I draw the line? My response is usually to invite those people who interact with your clients, products, and services into the process of designing those touch points, right? If you're trying to incubate a demand generation campaign, well, you should include your salespeople, right? They're the ones that are the closest to the customer. They know your customer the best. If you're trying to rep- uh, improve and streamline a delivery efficiency, invite your services team. If you're stri- trying to streamline quotes and, and proposals, invite your inside sales team. I mean, you get the idea, right? The, I, I can make analogies here all day long. You, I'm, I trust that you get it. Regardless, this whole collaborative process is more valuable than any ideation session that you do alone. see, and I want to emphasize that point because when I reflect back on my journey, when I think back on my career, I can't help but to think of the countless number of leaders out there who believed in me, right? Who advocated for me to join their table and who have supported me when I did have the courage to speak up. Years of C-level leadership, has taught me that the solutions that emerge in what I call co-creation sessions are more creative, they're more sustainable, and guess what? They lead, lead to innovative advancements simply because the key stakeholders were involved. What's more, what that the, the icing on the cake here, is the interactions that come from bringing your team together will foster a completely new level of insights, teamwork, right, just uh, collaboration. It's, it's its insane. And the reason I bring this up is over the last couple of weeks when we've all been in lockdown and working remotely, I have happened to have facilitated a ton of co-creation sessions. And it wasn't, some of them were planned and some of them just happened to, to pop up. And I've I, I facilitated them with many clients. And yes, they were all done remotely, right? And all of them were just simply outstanding. So much so that I was just like, I got to remind my audience of this. That's why I could tell myself, like I just got to remind my audience of how important this process is. And here are some of the questions that I've asked my clients lately that have uh, led to us creating co-creation sessions. Just simple, I'll I'll share with you three of them. You know, one is, do you have a plan to creatively add more value to your existing clients and partners? Like that's a question that every company should be asking right now. Have you considered how you're going to pivot your business to enable growth in the months ahead. If you're not thinking about pivoting your business, that's a problem, right? And has a new idea emerged that you are uniquely positioned to fulfill? Just these questions alone, like each one of these questions specifically, the reason I can rattle them off is I've asked them so much lately, right? Each one has led to co-creation sessions. And guess what? We included the top performers who are closest to the business to help us answer these questions. And each and every single time, the results were amazing. In fact, I had one executive went so far to say like, why haven't we done this before? It just makes way too much sense. My response was simply, and you guys have heard me say this before, common sense is not always common practice, all right? So I encourage you, and and in fact, I beg you to experiment with some of these suggestions yourself. I am super confident, that you will discover that there is nothing more meaningful than emotionally engaging others to design the future. And especially right now, especially right now, right? If you, you know, at the same time, if you're a high performer and you're listening to this and you happen to get invited to one of these co-creation sessions or whatever you call it, that's what I call it. You have to understand that that invitation comes with a level of responsibility, You have a responsibility to contribute and offer your thought leadership, not just to take up a chair. You're not invited just to take up a chair. It actually pains me when I see people sit in meetings who don't speak up. Like that's one of my biggest pet peeves. I believe if you're not adding value and offering your thought leadership in a meeting, then I got to question what you're doing there in the first place. And I tell this to people, in fact, in all my training workshops. Right? If you're not going to contribute, leave. I mean, I know that sounds harsh, but the reality is it's the truth. If you are in a leadership position or you want to be in a leadership position, then you have to develop your voice and you have to begin to communicate your ideas to keep things moving forward. That's why you're at the seat of the table. And not only do you have a responsibility to contribute, but you also have a re- an opportunity to learn from others. At the quote table, right? This is gold. Think about this. On one hand, your job is to be actively engaged and offer your thought leadership. On the other hand, you have a responsibility to actively listen to what others are saying and why, underscore highlight in bold, why they are saying it. This takes effort. This takes conscious effort. You really have to be present and engage to really relate to and understand someone else's perspective. You can't be half in, you gotta be all in. And you have to resist the temptation to dismiss another person's ideas, thoughts, comments, just based upon your previous experiences with them or any misconceptions you might have of them. I believe everyone can learn from everyone else at a co-creation session if you're paying attention, if you're consciously engaged and paying attention. So let me give you an example of that. Have you ever sat in a meeting and you had this idea or question pop in your head, but for some reason, whatever the reason was, you found yourself holding back. And then all of a sudden, someone else says exactly what you're thinking. And you hear that voice in your head say, oh, that's exactly what I meant. That's a perfect way to say that. Or you you think to yourself like, wow, that's a great point. I should have asked it or I should have said it that way, right? See, so when you're paying attention to that, that's another way to hone your voice. If you just simply like pay attention and become present, another way on top of that to hone your voice is to get into the habit of asking for feedback. See, the more you speak up and the more feedback you receive, the more comfortable and confident you become in actually sharing, finding and sharing your voice. And if you do that effectively, over time, you will make the most of this mysterious seat at the table you have wished for and have been given. All right, I have to run. I hope you have a great week. And remember, you always have a choice. Don't worry about where you are, where you've done, and what you failed to do. Today, like every day, is a new beginning. You have an opportunity, starting today, to make a renewed commitment to develop your voice, to earn a seat at whatever table requires your thought leadership. Don't confuse a seat at the executive table with having a voice. Everyone at all levels can have a voice. And if you're in a position to advocate for a new or emerging leader and and include them in a co-creation session or support him or her in sharing their insight, I encourage you to take that responsibility seriously. Remind yourself that someone somewhere did the same for you. Do me a favor and share this podcast with others in whatever way serves you best. Enjoy your week, and I'll talk to you in the next episode.